Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Jason and Cole Father-Son Thing Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. I'm here with my son. Cole, what's up? And uh, we are going to talk Mets baseball. We are 12 and 10. Mm-hmm. After our last episode was after the first seven games. We're hitting you with the record at 12 and 10. We were in first place after the last episode. We're in first place this episode. So mm-hmm. all things for Mets fans should be good right now, but they're not. Everybody's upset. I don't even know why. Well, we're, they, they, we're, we're 12 and 10. Like, there's nothing better you can ask for right now. We're in first place. Well, Mets fans want Brody to sign a pitcher. They're tired of seeing the the uh, the wreck that is our fifth starter. But, hey, I mean. He did make the all-star team in 2017. Yeah, well, I, was a, I was in a lot better shape in 2017 than I am right now. So that ain't saying much. So we recorded a podcast about 45 minutes ago. Went and played catch. Realized that the episode didn't record. So we went and had some ice cream and got over it. And now we're back. Ready to pick up Cole's sister from practice. So we got about 30 minutes before the opening pitch of tonight's game. And hopefully we can take this next one against the Phillies and be 13-10 and 10, sitting on top of the division. And I'm uh, I'm okay with the season so far. Mm-hmm. So let's run down like we did the first episode. Let's run down each position, talk a bit uh, a little bit about it. So uh, tell me about your boy at first base, Pete Alonso, man. He has a 3.25 average, eight home runs, 21 RBIs. By the way, his 21 RBIs is the fifth best in the MLB right now. Fifth best? Yeah. In all of MLB. Yeah. So Pete Alonso is doing his thing. Pete Bam Bam Alonzo. Mm-hmm. Uh, his backup, Dominic Smith, is doing his part. Uh, I'd like to see him get more at-bats, but not taking uh, Alonzo out of the lineup. So if he has to sit the bench, he just has to sit the bench. Wouldn't mind seeing him in the outfield, though. Uh, second base, Robinson Cano. Look, Robinson Cano. Every episode is probably going to be the same thing. Robinson Cano is Robinson Cano. He's a leader on the team. Veteran leadership. Plays solid defense. He has his ups and downs, but comes through with big hits. So he'll be fine come 162 games. Now, his counterpart across <laughs> next to him, shortstop Rosario, started out real good for seven games. And he's still hitting the ball okay and getting on base, but defensively, he's slacking a little bit. So we got to see Alonzo pick it up at short. Uh, Alonzo. Not Alonzo. Rosario. Oh, I'm sorry. Way to catch me. Um, third base, J.D. Davis. Or Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier. Just came back. Just came back. Uh, Cole informed me that Todd Frazier's hitting 225 on the year. No, 250. 250? Okay. He's hitting 250 on the year. He's only played in one game. But right now, J.D. Davis is going to be the odd man out. I see Frazier getting the majority of the starts. And then when Lowry comes back, we'll see what happens there. Um, I told you, McNeil. McNeil could be an MVP-type player for the Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he may not be an MVP this year in the NL, but he dang sure may uh, compete for a batting title. Uh, I was telling Cole, Mets fans, I was telling Cole about an old player that I used to love watching hit. Didn't hit for a lot of power, but man, he was fun to watch, and that was Dave Magadan. So I had Cole look up Dave Magadan and watch him a little bit. But 
that's what uh, McNeil reminds me of. And just the old school hitter, makes contact, hard to strike out, really fun to watch. And then the other outfield position that people are forgetting about, but he's having a good year. Tell everybody about the stats Conforto has so far. Conforto has six home runs. I'm pretty sure something in the 200s average, high 200s. RBIs? Um, RBIs, I'm not sure about that. Now, you you told me something earlier in the, the podcast that got deleted or uh, didn't download. Uh, Wilson Ramos. Yeah, Wilson Ramos has 15 RBIs. 15 years. RBIs. Now, it always seems like he comes up and gets two hits. But I wouldn't have guessed that he has 15 RBIs right now. So, Wilson Ramos is doing his thing. You know, uh, Nemo, he's starting to come around. His ups and downs. But the good thing about Nemo is when he, we're trying to find Nemo, he finds his way on base. So, that's that's the good thing about him. But he does have a lot of strikeouts, right? Yeah, he has 30. 30. Michael Conforto, by the way, has 13 RBIs. I mean, that's pretty good. He's having a solid, you know, start to the season. Our pitching staff, our pitching staff's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Look, you know, I mean, DeGrom came out early in the year and looked like unbelievable and then had some problems the last two starts. Syndergaard's got to figure things out. The only problem that I have with our starting pitching is the game before the last that Matt's pitched. He kind of quit on us. You know, he threw the bad pitch, and then he got mad at himself, and then he laid one in there for a two- or three-run home run. I wasn't happy about that. But he bounced back last night, had a strong game. I look for Zach Wheeler tonight to have a strong game. And with our pitching staff, if we can, you know, work our way, figure this fifth starter thing out, we're going to win our share of ball games because of our run production this year, which we haven't had in the past. So... Overall, bullpen's been kind of shaky. You know, Diaz has been lights out. He's, whew, if he got the lead with Diaz, he would be, he's built for the postseason, man. It, it'd be exciting if we can get there with him. But it, I think as it plays out, it'll be okay. But I would like to see us get a fifth starter. Now, I, you'll have to let me know. You'll have to look this up for me. But uh, I, I heard Gio Gonzalez was available i heard that the yankees released him from his minor league deal so he's available again i mean it's better than vargas i would think but then i wonder why he was released from the yankees you know especially from a minor league deal. yeah so who knows what's going on there but i think ultimately we'll be okay i think we'll make a move i think brody's just kind of waiting to see how things play out Sign yeah. Kiko. I am. Um, I don't think he's signed yet, actually. So, no, I don't think so either. So. And if we need a bullpen guy, Craig Kimbrell's still not signed. Craig, could you imagine? Could you imagine if if they signed Craig Kimbrell? And they told Craig Kim like, if they signed him for, say, a three-year deal, whatever kind of money, but he accepted whatever role the Mets put him in, could you imagine if it was familiar in the seventh inning, Kimball, Krimble, whatever, in the Kimble. eighth inning, Diaz in the ninth inning. Jason Vargas could pitch every – he could pitch twice a week. <laughs> We'd be all right. And we're going to score some runs. All we got to do is really get to the fifth. Sixth uh, fifth, inning. The fifth will let Gazelman pitch. The sixth will let Lugo pitch. The seventh will let – we'll be good. 
So, hey, it's still early in the year. We're in first place. We can't be too mad yet. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be mad if we signed Kimbrell, though. No. I do want to touch on the Bryce Harper situation last night and uh, tell the fans what happened after the game when Bryce Harper um, got kicked out. What so, his, Jake Arrieta said some strong words about Bryce Harper having a $330 million deal and him just getting kicked and saying that he needs him in the outfield. And he just gave up two at-bats. So, that is... Uh, on Jake Arietta's part, you know, that's being a good role model and, and leader of the team and kind of teaching kids like, hey, this ain't okay. You ain't, It's not okay to act like that, yell at the umpire, even if the umpire was wrong. You can't do that because you can't take your head out of the game. You can't take yourself out of the game by getting injected. And it's a bad look. We're paying you a lot of money. We need you in the lineup. And then he's, he's basically saying, I'm out here pitching. You know, you're you're in the clubhouse taking a shower because you got kicked out. So that's not helping us. And it's early in the season. I like that he said it. If he was my pitcher and my team, I would have liked that he said it behind closed doors to start and kind of left it out in the media. But that just goes to show you right there what baseball players think of of this guy. You know, the last time I, I seen a pitcher mad at – um. Bryce Harper, Papa Bond had his hands around his throat trying to choke him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it shows me that the pitching, um, the pitching guys, the pitching fraternity, it's gotten around baseball that, hey, he's not a good teammate. And Jake Arrieta, for, hey, I respect the fact that he said it. It could ultimately crumble the, the culture in that locker room. But then again, it could bring them all together and make them even stronger. And, but I don't see. Bryce Harper changing the way he is, who he is, and ultimately, I think it's going to be a bad thing for the Phillies. Like we reported when the Phillies signed him, we told, we said it was a mistake, yeah. and and we're seeing it start to play out now. So, what do you think about that? So he he's been doing it for years now. I'm not surprised that he got ejected yesterday. And I don't even see why he yelled at him. It was a one-one pitch. It was a little bit out of the strike zone, and. and he just had to. He wasn't even up. Exactly. Yeah, I, like I mean, he was mad about his at bats. Let the guy to play, and then you know the coach came out. From what I saw, the coach came out was yelling and screaming. What you, what do you got to get involved for, Harper? Know your role. Let your coach handle. Your coach was going to get kicked out, and you come in there and get it. He's just not a good teammate. He's not a good guy. It's the reason why we didn't want the Mets to sign him. Thank you, Brody, for not signing him. It's not the player that we want. Um, we're not going to touch on it on this episode. Maybe next episode we'll, we'll touch a little bit about the Rays. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about what the Rays are doing as an organization and how they're succeeding with the low payroll. And you know, it's a kind of a trend all across baseball to an extent. Uh, but the Rays have got it figured out. And it's one of the reasons why I was pulling for the Rays GM, one of the GMs there, he was in the race before they hired Brody. But that was the reason I was kind was of... Kevin Cash, maybe? I forget. But the Rays got it figured out on how they're... I mean, okay, I don't even remember the guy's name. You know the Rays had a guy on the team last year to hit 30 home runs? Kiermaier, maybe? I don't know. We live in Florida. I don't even follow the Rays. I know I've seen somebody up to bat. I think it was against the Mets. But it might have been a game I was flipping around. 
But they said the guy was on the Rays last year and he had like 34 home runs. He ain't on the Rays this year. Guess what plays the Rays are in? First place, they don't care. They got young ball players. They bring them up. Build your farm system. Build your farm system. Get control of these guys. Play them on the big league team. Get some pitching to go with them. When their time's up, boom, get rid of them. Everybody's talking about Alonzo. Oh, we got that extra year with Alonzo. In 2026, we could have had him for another year. Guess what? In 2025, you trade them. Get six, seven prospects. Build the farm system up and keep it moving. Conforto, that, that's what the Rays are doing. The Rays, like when Conforto's contract come up, the Rays would trade them. They get four or five minor leaguers and use those guys for a while. You know, I don't necessarily agree with trading everybody. I, I like having a couple of core players and doing that. But there's something to it, and it needs to start being recognized. You know, the Mets aren't, it doesn't seem like we're going to have a payroll like uh, the Yankees or the Red Sox or some of these other, the Dodgers, um, not as long as the Wilpons or the owners. But you can still win and be competitive. If the Tampa Bay Rays could be competitive in the N, or the AL East with the Red Sox and the uh, Yankees, then there's no reason why with the Mets payroll that we can't be competitive in the NL East. So we'll, we'll learn more about what the Rays are doing as a father and son, and, and then we'll report on what we think. They have two good rookies, Austin Meadows, who's one of the best rookies of this year, and Brandon Lowther, second baseman. Who do you think? Do you think Pete's got a chance to be the NL Rookie of the Year? Mm-hmm, for sure. Who's his competition right now? Um, I can't think of anyone, though. I mean, no, the Mariners aren't in. Who's the, um, Crowbull, or you were telling me about a guy, a rookie? On the Mariners? Was he on the Mariners? Yeah, he, it's Vogelbach. Oh, Vogelbach. He has eight home runs, like Alonzo. Uh, Alonzo. Alonzo's so fun to watch. Oh, that'd be American League. Mm-hmm. So, we looked for Pete to do big things, continue to do big things. The thing about Pete, you look at him like, okay, he's going to start slumping soon. He's going to, you know. But, man, he just goes up. The, even like when you hear him talk, he's like, I was just in defensive approach. You know, it's like, I'm just trying to put the bat on the ball. He hits the ball out of the butt. 444. Line drive. I'm, it was a defensive swing. Man, yeah, defensive swing. It looked like you were chopping down a tree. It's <laughs> just crazy. So it's like he was a lumberjack instead of. It's a. Uh, it reminds me of the days when Daryl Strawberry used to come up. It was like I had to watch Daryl Strawberry hit, and that's why Pete Long. You know, me and you were talking yesterday, and or we were in the pool a couple games ago, and it was like Alonzo was up. It was like we stopped what we were doing. Nobody was talking. Everybody's glued looking at Alonzo hit because it's just you got to see it got to see what's going to happen you don't want to miss it you don't want to see it on a highlight and that and that means you're an exciting player i think that's probably the ultimate compliment to a baseball player because baseball's boring it's a boring sport <laughs> but you know if you could stop whatever's going on and make people watch you watch your at bats that's the ultimate compliment in my book so that being said we're gonna watch tonight's game hopefully we get a, another win and uh Take care of these Phillies and keep burying the NL East. That's what Hopefully we need. Hopefully we can sweep them. That, so, that'll be nice. But uh, if there's any breaking news, we'll come back with another episode. Um, Want to give a shout-out to Mets Rewind. Um, so check them out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Mets Rewind. Um, 
they uh, gave us a follow on our podcast and supporting what we're doing. So we appreciate you. And uh, like I said, if you're a listener of ours, go check them out. We'd appreciate it. Um, please tell your friends about Jason and Cole. It's just a father and a son trying to spend some time together. Yep. And talk a little bit about Mets and life. Play a little catch here and there. You did good today. I'm proud of you. Thank your you. footwork was good. Your arms looking good. Cole's trying to make a comeback to baseball after a couple seasons of soccer. Yeah. He's thinking about going back out for baseball. So we were getting the, uh, getting, getting, trying to get him ready a little bit, see what he had. And his old school, I'm coming off a of shoulder surgery. I'm about five months, six months. So my, uh, my left arm, left hand is I can't really throw yet. So I'm throwing underhand. And my right one is worse than my left one was. So he has to throw the ball directly to me. Because if you don't, everybody out there that played catch with their father knows if you don't throw it to your dad, what happens, Cole? You have to go get it. You got to go get it. So Cole was doing a little bit of running. After about the third or fourth time, he figured that I wasn't really going to stretch and jump or anything like that. I only threw it away like five times. (laughs) He started making better throws. But you did good. Proud of you. So keep it up. Keep up the work at home. He's he's working hard in, in the yard and... So we'll see what baseball. I usually just go out there, like throw it up in the air and catch it. Hey, that's practicing, mm-hmm. doing something. You're not on uh, the YouTube or PlayStation. You're actually doing stuff. So that's good stuff. So, um, any last words before we get out of here and get ready to watch this Mets game? Nope. That's it. Just <laughs> nope. No, let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. <laughs> we got this. We got the sweep, bro. Alright, this is uh, for the Jason and Cole Father-Son Thing Podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Cole. Peace. Peace. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.